Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews, recorded in Nam, also known as the city of Melbourne, Australia, lands traditionally owned by the people of the Kulin Nation. As promised last episode, this one features an interview with Coffee, recorded just an hour or so after the last interview with Sugar. This was recorded in July 2018 on the second PBS Radio Jamaica tour, where I travelled to the island together with a group of radio listeners for two and a half weeks of music-focused fun. Definitely not your average tourist experience of Jamaica. This was recorded on our first night in Kingston after we travelled from Mandeville during the day. We were all very tired after attending a groundation the night before at the Nyabingi Tabernacle at Scott's Pass, but we were excited to make the most of our time in town, and that's why we did these two interviews in the one night. Our first stop was Bugle's Anointed Studio, where I interviewed Sugar, and then we returned to our hotel in New Kingston, and Coffee met us there. I couldn't find my normal recorder, I'd misplaced it after the Sugar interview, so this was recorded on my phone. The quality is not quite what it is uh, on the regular recordings, but it's not that different really. It just picked up a bit more background noise. Normally on the podcast I like to include the incidental recordings before and after the actual interview, but I've omitted them in this case as Coffee was talking about another artist. I thought it's safer to just leave it out. Nothing negative, but better safe than sorry. In the three years since this was recorded, Coffee has gone on to be a seriously big name in Jamaican music, even though she hasn't been as prolific as most. At this time, though, she was only 18, and really only had two songs out, but it was obvious even then that she was destined for big things, which is why I went out of my way to speak to her at the time. So here we go. Jesse I interviews Coffee, Kingston, Jamaica, July 2018. Traffic off in a slowdown In a mizone, alter to baritone Soon the magazine says a queen up on each one In a waste time with the music In your ears like any Q-tip Used to face time with the blues In a reggae bass line, mama lose it Okay, so right now I'm in Kings, New Kingston, Jamaica with the young reggae artist by the name of Coffee. Thank you for joining us here on Babylon Burning. Blessings, Babylon Burning. Big up PBS, Coffee representing. Now, I always like to start all my interviews at the very beginning, so I'd like to ask you where you were born and what life was like for you growing up. Um, I was actually born in St. Andrew at the, I think it was the UA hospital, but, no, it's not you, but I don't remember, but um, I was raised in Spanish town. So, life for me growing up, it was pretty simple because Spanish town is like a, my, the area of Spanish town that I came from is like a simple area. Um, just regular day-to-day life, nothing too extravagant, just regular citizen. And, um, I went to high, I went to primary school at Ensom City Primary, which was within the community of my home in, in Spanish Town. I went to Arden High School at age 12, that's in Kingston. So my Kingston life basically started there because I had to um, travel from Spanish Town to Kingston on a daily basis mm-hmm. for five days of the week. Um, so what age is this? I started high school at 12. Okay. 12, so. Um, yeah, I went to Arden for five years. I graduated 
after grade 11 and I just entered the music industry like straight after that. Yes, I'm still pretty young, mm. not that much experience, but yeah, I'm 18 now, so uh, just turned 18 in February. So tell me about getting involved in the music business. So how right. do you go from, from, you know, Spanish town to, you know, at the age of, I mean, you weren't even 18 when you first bus, really. No, yeah, 17, yeah, I was right? 17, yes. So I actually was raised in the Seventh-day Adventist church, and there's a lot of singing involved in the church services, so I learned harmonies and stuff like that in church, and I got a, a group there. Um, I developed a love for singing and music overall, music, musical arrangements. When I entered high school, I joined the choir. My manager now, Kanisha Palmer, he was the director of the choir at the time, so uh, he would work with me. He taught me how to do like warm-ups, how to stretch my voice to different ranges and stuff, and sing different songs in different styles. So um, that development of music within me kind of just grew um, in that moment. So I was in the choir for about two years. I uh, came out of the choir, I was just doing school and so on. Something just inspired me to start writing music. Um, I started listening to reggae more, and I was really intrigued by Protege and his style, like his lyrical style and stuff. So that inspired me to start writing lyrics, trying to, you know, accomplish something the way he did. And um, I just developed my talent, just write and write. And I remember in grade 11, I entered a competition that Kanisa put on, and. Like I won it. I, I tied with another person, but yeah, I just mm. said that we both won. Mm. And he saw my talent through that. He was managing Adaze at the time, that's an all-female reggae band in Jamaica. So he basically approached me and he was asking me what what are my thoughts on entering the music industry? Would, I, would, would it be something that I'd like to do? And I, I told him yes, so he basically just reached out to me more often. We started doing some little words. It started with I think it was Ragamuffin. So he gave me a rhythm, the real rock rhythm, and he told me to write a freestyle on it, and I came up with a Ragamuffin on it. We went in studio, we recorded it, and um, we did a video of myself recording it, recording it, and posted it on Instagram and on YouTube and so on. <laughs> After, after we did that YouTube thing with Ragamuffin, Upset Records approached us with the, we, I think it's Ouija Rhythm yeah. For, yeah, for Burning. So we did Burning and it was um, just excellent feedback and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that motivated us to do Ragamuffin as well. So we released Ragamuffin, um, put it on a, we put it on a, we didn't put it, release it on the real rock rhythm. Actually worked with, collaborated with Frankie Music and 
came up with another rhythm mm. and released Ragamuffin earlier this year, that's in January. And ever since then, yeah, that's just been the journey, like musically as it relates to releasing songs. Mm. I have an EP coming up soon yeah, and stuff like that. But yeah, that's my, that's how I got, that's how I entered the music industry. Yeah. That's it. But no, oh yeah, I forgot one thing. Before Ragamuffin, Kanija and I actually had a conversation that sparked me writing a tribute to Usain Bolt. So when I wrote that tribute, posted that on Instagram, and Usain discovered it and he reposted it. <coughs> Excuse me, but him having a lot of followers, the followers automatically came into me as a result of him posting it. So that's where the attention started to come in and Upset Records was a part of that wave of new followers. So that's how the journey started. Right. Yeah. So. Burning was the first song that brought you to my attention um, and it's actually been kind of phenomenal the the response that uh, an artist has had those two songs Burning and Ragamuffin have made you a name artist in the music and a requested I always judge a lot by the requests I get on the radio some artists you know that have been around for 20 years and I've never once had anybody request their music but I've had multiple people request coffee in just six months you know from these two songs what's it been like for you just having this instant success you know so so many artists work and work for years and years to to get a bus and you just stepped in and straight away it's been a blessing for me um i try not to compare situations with like myself and anyone else so as to remain grounded and mm. humble so i just look at my try to focus on my journey and give thanks for all the the good things that are flowing in on my journey and just wish the best for others but yeah i just feel blessed i'm very grateful i know it's i know my journey is extraordinary so mm. i'm really thankful especially for all the people who have been instrumental in my like like me being pushed forward you know like coco t people like chronics protege mm. um different people frankie music and stuff just, has it yeah. been hard at all like all of a sudden you know this this recognition mm, in what sense Hard in what challenging sense. no I, no I wouldn't say that in any case I mean I, I don't feel challenged to the no I don't, I don't I don't I don't think I feel challenged but I've been working with it and increasing the work as the workflow has yep. to increase but yeah I don't think I would say it's hard mm-hmm. it's now I was just interviewing Sugar earlier today and we were talking about the place of women in the industry and of course reggae music Jamaican music is a very male dominated industry for every female artist there's a countless male artists why do you think it is that women are so rare in the music hmm. I think because of the fact that people can look at the industry and see that it is male dominated. I think that to begin with is somewhat of a deterrent to some females. Um, especially with the fact that it is often said that with the music industry you need links. You can't just enter as just a nobody. So um, that's another deterrent. Um, I don't know, maybe some people don't have the drive or some people don't think they have what it takes or maybe that's just not that. Some, I don't know, like there's also probably a stereotype to it. Um, some females probably think that it uh, is actually a male, like music singing and DJing is actually a male thing or so. But um, personally, I can just give you like those opinions. I don't have any personal experience that would open up to me why 
why yet why the music industry is still male dominated mm. but i think i have a lot to learn so i will probably experience that reason sooner or later mm. well within the music too the the subject matter that women in particularly dancehall music but you know speaking generally in jamaican music they're often singing slackness and singing songs about sex and female there, there's plenty of male artists singing roots and culture messages but the females over the years historically singing a roots and culture message has been even smaller still uh, a small subset of an already small percentage i mean there's artists like john iron and and that they, they do exist they are out there queen africa but they are they are an even smaller minority where are you placing trying to place yourself in terms of, i mean it, we've only got a small amount of material from you so far you know lyrically do you have a particular focus or are you trying to cover all bases or are you going in a certain direction i think placing myself would be the task of the people who listen to my music i don't think it would be my place my duty is just to produce music based on well release music write music based on how i'm feeling and what my inspiration is to just give to others so um i just have to see where it takes me um with burning and ragamuffin um i think the ep coming up will kind of show a different style and like just an extension of the styles from burning and ragamuffin so um i think that's going to have to speak for itself when when i release it but i'm actually interested to see where they're going to place me mm. and where i will fall so when will the ep be coming out the ep will be coming out about in october Okay. Yes. And what producers are you working with on this? Walshifier, Teflon, and uh, yeah, I think yeah, just Walshifier and Teflon okay. for this evening. All right. So it's I feel like it's a privilege to speak to you so early on in your career. Thank um, you. You know the, the the road is long ahead of you. I hope. Um, what what can we look forward to from a, after the EP? Do you have any long longer term goals? Or yes, taking so, it one day at a time. No, so directly after the EP, we actually have in place travels. So plan to visit Europe, um, Canada. Team, help me please. We're heading in Yeah, and oh US, yeah. yeah. So US, Europe, and Canada. We plan to do like touring there um, a little bit. I was planning a show in Jamaica actually following the EP, so we still have to tighten up those plans. So I wouldn't tell you a date mm -hmm. yet, but um, those are the immediate plans. And yeah, those are the immediate plans. Let me just ask you you mentioned before you grew up in a Seventh day Adventist household. You have locks, so tell me about the place of, of Rastafara in your music, if any. Are you still Seventh day Adventist or? I actually do go to church sometimes, but I actually don't really like to call, I don't think, I don't really think that I'm necessarily a religious person, but I think that the Seventh-day Adventist church has been and is still a source of inspiration for me somewhat, so I still attend it sometimes. My mother is also a motivation to go there because she still goes to church, mm -hmm. but I'm not Rastafari. I actually locked my hair out of not liking to actually comb through it and lose it and you know the, the hair balls and stuff I never like see it so, right. so my mommy allowed me to lock it and that's just been me ever since but I'm not Rastafari mm. yeah. so do you have any um, message you'd like to pass on to the listeners back in Australia well most definitely um I would love for I would love to spread like positivity I would love to say that we should all look out for each other 
and try to empower each other in everything we do, be grateful and be humble and just give thanks to the most high and I think that will take you through life. I think that's the message that I want to get out there right now. I forgot one question, I'll have to head it back in, yeah, but okay. I wanted to ask, um, the BBC One Extra thing with Chronics, yes. um, Barnes was telling me that um, it was sort of a matter of chance and that just you're in the, kind of in the right place at yeah, the right yeah, time and come with Chronics and yeah. this must have been a huge thing for the career yeah, to be seen on this video that's all around the world, yeah. you and Chronics. So how did, from your perspective, how did this sort of come about? Alright, so it started... What had happened? Was that a power with Barnes? We do a power Yeah, actually, Chronics was having his show in Jamaica. He came down for his chronology show in Kingston and Montego Bay, mm -hmm. and they were having rehearsal, and Barnes actually invited myself and Kanisha to watch the rehearsal, and then, I think, yeah, watch one of the rehearsals for the shows. So, we, no, that's not how it went, you know. I had, I had my BBC um, exclusive separately okay and we were telling Barnes about it yeah. and Barnes yeah. mentioned to us that Chronics had his coming up soon so he invited us to the rehearsal for that yeah. so we went there and we were vibing and then the idea came up that I could be featured on it and Chronics basically you know he loved the idea and decided to go with it so we just did that yeah it was really spontaneous that's how it happened yeah, yeah. It was spontaneous. Yeah. nice all right coffee thank you for joining us here on this PBS my pleasure respect Right. Come with the fire! <laughs> um, do you mind recording a couple jingles real quick? Yeah, no problem. I think I must have left my um, piece of paper with the oh. jingles there as well. But let me see if I got something like that. Oh, yeah. oh, I have this bit of bar. Ah. Here it is. Uh, it's just in the wrong pocket. Uh, oh, I might, I might record again. it. No, I'll re <laughs> start again. No, just, but I'll record the jingle in here. So, Babylon Burning with Jesse I on PBS. Alright. This is Original Coffee representing for Babylon Burning with Jesse I on PBS. Come with the fire, Babylon Burning down. Oh, Alright, one more. Same thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have any different style you don't want to put it in? Alright. Up to you. Alright, I'm seeing now. So, the, all right, Babylon Burning with just. So yeah, you music. don't have to say it just like that, but the name of the program is, is Babylon Burning. What do you do on it? Play music? Yeah, reggae. Just music yeah, alone. Reggae music radio show. Alright, so we yeah. can say, like, Jesse, I pull up that one. Yeah, 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 yeah so for right. sure. Right. Jesse, I pull up that one day, blazing. Ragga muffin, reggae beat, yeah. Oh. Hey, one more? Yeah. All right, let's see now. Switch it up. Uh, Ragga muffin, reggae beat, eh? PBS Pony Street, eh? No, all right, man, do over that. Ragga muffin, reggae beat, eh? No, wait, 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 wait. Can't say PBS Pony Street. Just say Pony Street. PBS Pony Street, eh? Jesse, I can't defeat, eh? Can't stop. That's good though, I like where, you, I like where you're going. Yeah, I flow, yeah, we'll, we'll find somewhere else to go with it. Ah, okay. PBS Pony Street, yeah? Jesse, I can't defeat, yeah? Oh, crap. You can leave it at that, you don't have to. No, I have two lines, this is the same freedom one. PBS Pony Street. 
PBS Pony Street, yeah. Jesse I can't. One more time. PBS Pony Street, yeah. Jesse I can't defeat, yeah. Big song for repeat 2030, we still a do it. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get out. Yeah, we can. <laughs> Blessings. Alright, give thanks. Respect. Do you live in Kingston now? Or? Yeah, actually, I'm back and forth between Kingston and Spanish though. Okay. Because mommy still lives in Spanish. Right. Um, one other thing I was going to ask about is dub plates, because I have a little sound. Dub plates is not really a yeah, thing in Australia, but, oh, it's not, oh, no, but, okay. I'm, but I'm still interested. Coffee speaking to me there in July 2018. That's it for this one. Shout out to my patrons, Armageddon Time, Empress Irie, Todd Solomon, John from Champion Sound, Tom Tanuki, and all me charge you them. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to get in touch anytime if you have any feedback. Isers. Setting up the place, boating on my relationship. Me, I go put you on lockdown. I put your body on lockdown. Mm, you got me on lock now. You got my person on lock. Oh, if you love me, you should let me. You should let me. You should let me know. And if you don't know, better feel let me. Better feel let me. I better you let me go. Pulling up, pulling up, pulling up. Nobody